Terry Doolittle. Yeah. How? She was on her way up. I have the promotion. Until she fell in with the wrong crowd. Mr. Van Meter. Mr. Van Meter. What do you mean he's dead? Dead, dead? Now, she's trying to stay alive. Some guy calling himself Jumping Jack Flash taps into my computer. And save a guy named Jumping Jack Flash. What? Jumping Jack Flash. KGB. I'm a little black woman in a big silver box. But the top of the thing says phone. She on some kind of meditation. Century Fox presents Whoopi Goldberg in her first motion picture comedy. And that's the truth. <laughs> Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, get it, get it, get it. And welcome to Juicy, I mean, <laughs> welcome to our show. Wrong to podcast. Too many other podcasts lately. We are, we are also podcast fans, everybody. Listeners out there, you've, you've got a treat for you today. This is a really yeah, fun Yeah, I'm excited movie. to talk about it. Uh, this movie is so close to my heart. But everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are the movies that made us gay. Yes. Yes, indeed, Scott. Like I said, this movie is very near and dear to my heart. I'm glad that we finally got around. Whoopi's made a return to our podcast. Yeah. I don't think we've done a movie of hers in a while. No, we haven't. We haven't talked about Whoopi in a minute. But, Scott, why don't you uh, introduce our guest and tell everybody what movie we watched. We had our best Judy, Ben Cheeves, back on the show ben, from TCM Slumberground. Hey, everybody. Welcome so back. excited to talk about Whoopi. And... <laughs> You probably already guessed it, but we watched Jumping Jack Flash, released October 10th, 1986, directed by Penny Marshall, uh, movie debut, like directorial debut of Penny Marshall, too. That's interesting. Yeah. She replaced, um, who did she replace in production? It was Howard, um, it was the guy that directed My Girl. Oh. Okay. I, was, I meant to look up what else he had done. Howard, Howard Zeff. I believe that Howard Zeff did a few weeks of shooting and then was fired. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, I, maybe so. I know that like she came on, like, like she basically, she said that she signed on the project on Friday and had to start shooting on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. um, I guess like also this role was, or the movie was originally a project for Shelley Long. Which, Love that. <laughs> yeah. Written I'm by, like, <laughs> written for Shelley Long by Charles yeah. Shire and Nancy Myers. They don't yeah. use their names in the credits. They're, they're pseudonyms. I found that out in research. Very interesting. I, I could see Charles Shire and Nancy Myers writing the similar script. Yeah, for Shelley Long. It's kind of interesting. And then they went on to do I Love Trouble with Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte, which is uh, very yeah. like about sort of espionage and okay. just sort of a, like a fun caper. So this was sort of their first pass at that type of material. Right. Yeah, I was just trying to watch it. When I watched this, I specifically watched it thinking about Shelley Long and how, like, wrong that movie would have been. Like, I just don't see... It would have been very different. Yeah. Like, I don't see how they could have made this with her. 
No, no. I think the character uh, of Terry Doolittle, I mean, obviously Whoopi brings so much into it. And I think the same thing happened with Sister Act probably. Sure. Um, But it's one of those things where I'm just like, I can't picture anybody else really playing this role just because Whoopi is so much a part of, you know, of these characters. Not to say that she is playing the same thing, you know, in Sister Act and this or anything like that, but she just brings you know so much of it to her and i i wonder if maybe if the script was tweaked a little bit you know to include i mean obviously i don't think the script said i'm i'm a little black woman in a big silver box <laughs> when it was when it was shelly long sure <laughs> yeah i mean i think like and i feel like the the best parts of the movie are when she's kind of giving a freedom to be okay like let's just let whoopee we whoopee and like turn the camera on her and let her go yeah and i feel like that's like when the movie kind of shines its best yeah, absolutely. Like the less plotty moments of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of when you're seeing Whoopi just doing her thing. <laughs> it's such a weird thing because I, like you, like I love this movie. I've watched it like all my life. And so I just never thought of it as a bad movie. Yeah. And when I was like reading all the reviews, I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it is, but I just accept it for what it is. So like oh, all, totally. the, all the plot holes and all that kind of stuff about it being like all the tropes of the, that espionage action caper comedy but i'm like i don't care about it because the movie's so great like it's just so fun to watch her so yeah Uh, and it's like when you read the reviews like when i was kind of skimming through roger ebert's reviews i feel like people really took for granted a this is a movie directed by a woman yeah and b this is a major studio comedy led by a black woman yes that i feel like that was just sort of like skimmed over when people were talking about it and like a very unique like type of black woman like you know yeah, she's yeah. not yeah i mean it's like she brings i mean the, basically the the joy of the movie is just that like okay like whoopi goldberg is thrown into this stereotypical comedy that you know about it but it's like it's almost like the nanny and the way that like that's a <laughs> basic sitcom it hits all the like really boring notes of it but it's just watching like fran drescher do it that's you're like oh my yeah, god now i love it absolutely <laughs> you know? yeah definitely definitely and i feel like at the time as a kid yeah i wasn't really super interested in the whole like spy espionage like aspect of it and it didn't even dawn on me that like oh i really don't get what's going on <laughs> you know you just hear these <laughs> big buzz you know kgb kind of yeah. all that stuff and you're like okay i get it is the cold war whatever it's fine yeah i mean if you ask me right now to tell you the storyline <laughs> in detail i'm foggy and i've seen this movie a hundred times right <laughs> i will say that our most recent viewing a couple nights ago just to you know we we watch the movies very close to when we record just so we have this refresher i feel like this most recent viewing was almost the most coherent the plot had ever been to me. I was watching and I was like, I am 100% on board with everything that's going on. I get it. I'm following along. As I'm asking you a question like every 10 minutes of like, why are we here? And I think actually, I think the big picture stuff is even not even really part of the plot. I think the whole thing is just that he's part of some larger spy situation but he's just stuck, and he needs to get out. And that's yeah. all we know. Like, all we know is what Terry knows. Yeah, right? it's more like you're just along with, like, her sense of adventure and intrigue. Yeah. And, like, you know, she's, like, caught up in this kind of romantic idea of, like, spy and espionage. That's, like, yes. you know, like, her entire world is, like, based on her apartment, is about, like, nostalgic movies and a love for, like, that old... Uh, this apartment. Uh, 
Obsessed. Uh, the, okay, the apartment, apartment and goes. her and her workstation also. Yes. <laughs> Get out a of big here. influence on me. <laughs> huge, yeah. huge. I'm just I, watching it going. Pete, oh my Pete is very goodness. much this Terry Doolittle I am character. The Terry Doolittle <laughs> of my office clump for sure. <laughs> I actually, I have um, the same giant toothbrush that she has. Like oh, uh, my boyfriend got it for me like many it. years ago for my birthday. And I was just like, this is the best thing ever. So <laughs> it's near our front door in case anybody ever breaks in. There you sure. go. Yeah, it's yep. a weapon. The uh, also the giant pencil which I. May or may not could be like a bank. I think, yeah. Like you put yeah. coins in the giant pencil. They did have from those. What I remember. I yeah. It's very um, over our heads from Facts of Life. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that that – yeah, it still has an impact and an influence on me. Yeah, in my, yes. in my like uh, decor, you know, my <laughs> just everyday aesthetic. I do have just – tchotchkes all over my computer at work you know um, right and and now my work at home you know situation is very similar it's a perfect like junky new york apartment that is <laughs> that way i loved around that time i was just like oh my god i can't wait to move out and have like a yep. crappy thing and bang on a radiator yeah <laughs> um you know and mm-hmm. like it reminds me of like yeah. deborah winger in uh legally uh legal eagles legal eagles yeah and um what's her name Catherine. um Kathleen Turner and Romancing the Stone, how they have like these kind of like lived in apartments with like stacks mm. of books and plants and things like that. I was just, uh. I always think of Bet's apartment and beaches. In beaches. Yeah, beaches. Yeah. Yes. When they spend the Christmas together. I feel like this movie didn't need the homeless man that kind of came in and out and she would. That's just kind of lives on her block and she just talks to. Yeah. Yeah. She well, him a few dollars for like booze or something. I love yeah. the idea that th- though that Terry just knows everybody. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, she's just friendly with everybody. Everybody likes her. She's quick on her feet. She just has this like easy back and forth with people. And I think that just kind of um, I don't know. Does it inform the character? Yeah, I feel like it kind of does. Like if she's like she's down for adventure. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like she's the kind that, of girl. Yeah, that this girl is going to be able to think on her feet. And just kind of like insert herself into these wacky situations because she's right. able to just kind of like talk her way in and out of things. And, you know, she's she's technical. She's got a yeah. technical knowledge, you know, when the, the I'm, Russian. I'm all about the 80s uh, computer sleuthing in this movie. It's, yeah, it's like I think it came out the same year as Pretty in Pink when uh, whatever uh, Andrew McCarthy yeah. did that impossible trick of. <laughs> sending Molly Ringwald his photograph like through the library computer you're like yes and I don't know all that much about just the history of like desktop computers but could you have messaged someone in 85 and 86 like that you, was okay. that like readily available to people okay no. it was not readily available but through like a DOS shell and QBasic there were ways to do it, but you'd have to be on a network. Yeah. He's messaging her from outside of the country. Yeah, he cuts in through the uh, the Susan Powder um, <laughs> Russian aerobics channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, actually, yeah. They're getting this Russian satellite. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And he's trapped in Russia. So yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, that goes hand I mean, hand. it's kind of a throwaway gag, but I guess it mm-hmm. is a plot device. Yeah, that's that's one thing this movie gets right in the, in the yeah. script. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, so Terry Doolittle, you know, like we said, we start off in this apartment goals, you know, 
New York, classic 80s New York apartment. Framed movie posters like Casablanca. Yeah. Reading. 50 Foot Woman. Uh, I, had yeah. that, mm-hmm. I had that poster, too, just because of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts her- out with her morning routine of, like, doing her hair back and forth. And, like, you're right. Okay, this is a funky girl that I want to hang out with. Absolutely. The <laughs> brightly colored Reebok high tops. Uh, they were, she was, like... I that was Whoopi's thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's yeah. known for the monochromatic Reeboks, which yeah. I guess Yeezy, you know, ripped off later, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's absolutely. I think that's her his style icon. And I mean, but even to this day, like on the View, Whoopi's big thing is her shoes. Yes, still. Like, oh yeah, she, yeah. She shows these, but now it's she's she's upgraded to like the platforms. But yeah, yeah I, I remember at the time, like even my mom saying like, "Oh, Whoopi Goldberg and the the Reeboks." She always got like the crazy colors. I looked up the like what she wore to like the award shows for um for the color purple. Right. And she was wearing this amazing like canary yellow leggings athleisure outfit <laughs> with with the matching Reeboks and a giant oh, oversized man. coat. And I was just like, "Oh my god, that's what you wore to the like, the Golden Globes or whatever." Sure. That was amazing outfit, amazing. And like and she's showing body too. It's like oh, that kind man. of it's just like she's wearing like body glove basically, yeah. but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This would have been the same year as the as the best actress nomination too. This is eighty six. Yeah. So, and I think that she was already like tied to these projects, and then she won the Oscar, and they were like, "Oh shit! Like, what do we what do we do with Whippy?" You know, like yeah, nominated for the Oscar. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's in the trailer of this movie, like from the color purple, like Whippy Goldberg, which is very yeah. It's interesting that they're capitalizing on that. Um. Yeah, I think that we. I know that we had this on VHS. It must have. Yeah, I was going to say like, when did you guys? Cable. When did you guys first watch this? I first saw it on cable. I didn't see it in the yeah. theater, um, no, and then no. like immediately, like, like I said, it kind of fell in line with like movies like *Romancing the Stone* and yeah. *Outrageous Fortune* with like you know female fronted like caper comedies yeah. and just sort of these oh. ordinary people kind of thrust into these extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the sort of thing where, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it, you know, 30 more times this month. And now <laughs> it's just like a, a, a movie that I know by heart. And yeah, I think that we talked about this before, but that's like the, my go to movie for when we come home drunk from a bar. <laughs> you're just like, oh, oh yeah. so I've, I've seen the first 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. Right. So yeah. many times. And then, <laughs> and then the, the later part, I'm like kind of foggy on. All yeah, of the yeah. early office scenes are so much fun. Of when you yeah. get introduced to all of these great comedians yeah. that are surrounding Whoopi and her crazy workspace. Carol Kane, like, I want to work at an office oh sitting God. next to Carol Kane. Oh no, also, yes. Carol Kane in this movie, kind of smoking. Like, she's, beautiful. Yeah, total. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's like a total slutty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, or the horny co-worker that's always like, let's go to happy hour, meet some yeah. guys. Um, I love how much these people love going to Kohl's. I know. They can't stop with Kohl's. It's like every scene. We're going to Kohl's after. (laughs) And if you get nitpicky, I do not believe that there's a Kohl's in New York City. That is a very L.A. thing. um, Well, they pass by one. I don't know. Well, the the exterior that they pass by is the original Kohl's. It's the famous, you know, French dips, which I, as an Angelino, my family are a Philippe's French dip family. Okay. And I don't know about a, this battle. It is at a all. very Philippe's big, is yeah. a little closer to Dodger Stadium. It's a deep okay. LA battle, yep. and these are two restaurants that have been in downtown LA since like the turn of the 20th century. Ah, like, no. like the, I was the teens. 
like the 19 teens, the bo- and both of them have, as their claim to fame, that they invented the French dip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one is Coles, and one is uh, Philippe's. And Coles, the one that they pass, it's in L.A. So they shot downtown L.A. for New York. Okay. I wonder and, if uh, that's like Gary and Penny Marshall's, like, we're definitely team Coles. Yeah, and maybe. So we're putting it in yeah, it's, yeah. Or we're going to be we're gonna be making this movie. We're going to go to Coles. <laughs> we're going to go to Coles. They're going to cater. They're going to cater the set. It'll be really, it'll be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love it, Whoopi. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm assuming this, the whole idea is that this office, you know, is right above Coles, you know. Um, but yeah, Whoopi's friends with everybody, the security guard, the heavy set security guard. <laughs> oh my sounds like Fro- Clarence the Frogman. Yeah, love it, <laughs> oh love God. this guy. Um, Mr. Page, I also love Mr. Page and his toupee. I know it made me kind of want a toupee. <laughs> I kind of, in my memory, it's the boss from Nine to Five, but it's not it that not actor. Dabney oh, Coleman. Yeah, it's, 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 it looks no. like Dabney Coleman, and yes. uh, his assistant, his secretary, this oh, yeah, girl yeah. that just you know is always around him. This actress, this woman, Penny Marshall's daughter. Oh, is that her? Okay, yeah, I, I, she was. She was in League of Their Own. Okay, who's she, she in League of Their Own? Um, the one with the dark hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember her name in, in the League of Their Own. I'll have to look it up. Well, I know that since this was her first movie and she was kind of nervous about it and right. kind of got got thrown into it really quickly, she was like, "Okay, I want to get as many of my like friends to be on set as possible to help mm-hmm. me out with it." So that's why she got a lot of the, the SNL characters like Phil Hartman and John Lovitz. Yeah, Lovitz. So um, and um, Lynn Marie Stewart, Miss Yvonne. Oh yeah! Wait, which one is she? She's the one that's uh, with with Phil Hartman. That he says like he he mentions <sighs> later on that like not to talk about not to you know people are gonna ask questions about her like being pregnant or something. There's like oh, okay. a weird little side story with them going on. I didn't even notice it till this watch. I have another reason to go watch it. Yeah, so. but she she looks so different when she's not in Miss Yvonne drag. Yeah. She's got less, like that short like secretary like haircut, oh, and she God, dressed yeah. very demure. But that's her. God. Um, if she doesn't look like the B-52s. Exactly, exactly. She doesn't have the B-52s hair. Listeners, you may also remember Lynn Marie Stewart as Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, uh, where yeah, she yeah. looks like this character with the short haircut. Um, but yeah, that's Tracy Reiner as um, Mr. Page's secretary. Uh, it's uh, Peter Michael Getz as Mr. Page. He was uh, the in Father of the Bride. He was the um, the the father of the groom. Okay. And Father of the Bride. So that's kind of where I remember him. But yeah, Trace, uh, Terry is just like, she fixes the pregnant girl's chair. She like, yeah. she can like fix the monitor. When I, I, I mean, I don't understand what situation in which a satellite feed would go into one computer <laughs> monitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, it's the 80s computer technology that yeah. you just, so you just got to go with it and yeah, pretend exactly. that it's instant message, um, which. Also, these, these these computer monitors, like we said, it is not even Windows. It's a DOS shell. It's completely black screen with the amber yeah. letters, not even the green. It's black with amber. Yet when she figures out the code key and gets into his, like, secured server, now it's a, bl- now it's a color monitor. Oh, yeah. Screen. Yeah, yeah. It's that red and blue. But there's that. And, but there's that moment when she finds the key that it does that like weird science, like yeah, the war games, like, yes, yeah, the screensaver, the war game screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> like what world is that? I want to go. I want to go back to that internet. Like yeah, yeah, we, we've gone too far. Let's go back. Yeah, everything, everything needs this like 
psychedelic colored vortex. There's always a there's always a skull that comes out. At some yeah, point. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Password failed. Um, we have to give a shout out to the scene that it's such a funny like piece of audio of Carol when they're having the baby shower in the other room, and you just hear Carol Kane scream out. They're about to open the stroller. <laughs> and I think that I, and I think that that Whoopi is just starting to talk to yeah to like Jonathan Price. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a great like I love it when uh the the new guy comes in the um oh god, the the dad oh, from yeah. Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um he, uh, and she's just like she's like, ooh, like a new guy, and then she's oh, all yeah. excited, and then she's like, Oh, that's your family. She's like, Well shit. Well, she- <laughs> yeah, this is great. It just walks away. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I also love that uh, Terry is very good at her job. Like she does yeah. this job of okay. Again, it's mid eighties computer. You know teleworking situation and she's making transfers for clients between bank accounts something, right something like that it's, it's a, yeah it's a bank that they work for and it's like overseas customers tra- and she even says a description when mr page calls her into the office i tried to pay attention this time and i'm still just like this is <laughs> this is the world of finance and i just will yes. never get it so i'm yeah. just gonna keep going and but i love that terry has these uh personal relationships with all these clients yeah. about like yeah. trading music and oh, yeah. recipes. Doctor, recipes. She gives Dr. Ruth advice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this is what she gets called into the office for, you know, because it's like no chit chat. Do not use this for like personal conversations. Just do the transfers and get out. The en- yeah. You have to finish it with N transfer. N trans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, not, would not fly today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets this like mysterious Matrix esque. Knock knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When she, sh- I think she's like logged off for the day. Like she's yeah. not even online anymore, and she gets this knock knock, which is like, okay, how is this coming through? So she wants to figure out what's going on because she's, you know, she's interested. And yeah, I like, I like that Carol Kane's like, no, it's Mister Page. He's messing with you, like you know. And uh, we got, we got the baby shower. Come on, let's get out of here. But like, she has <laughs> yeah. to. Just be happy with the baby shower and happy I would get yeah. yourself in trouble, <laughs> yeah, Terry. Yeah. We're going to Coles, everybody's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Terry's gotta figure it out. And, you know, it's it's jumping jack flash. And uh, the, that's the weird thing that we're trying to figure out. What is this code key? Like what's going on? I never understand that part and I just get wrapped up in watching her scene. Trying to figure so, it out. Yeah. Trying yeah. to figure and it out. It's a like, great scene. When she's trying best, to, yeah. to yeah. when she's Writing down the lyrics to Jumping Jack Flash by the Rolling Stones. But, and she's trying to figure it out. That's kind of the showcase of the whole movie. It's just like yes. her doing, like, dancing. In a, it's like her in her apartment dancing around, like, and just hearing lyrics. And she's like, I love it. She's like, fuck a duck. I was like, she predicted like Apple's like problem with predictive text of like always 
<laughs> I'm always changing fuck to duck. I love, though, too, that it's just this very, like, 1986 period thing. It's like, I got to get the lyrics to this song, so what do I have to do? Just listen to the shit out of it. Yep. And figure I did it that out. so much in your room, like, rewinding, rewinding. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why you had to have the cassette to yes. take yeah. out for, like, like the lining notes. Is that what but they call they them? Did, they didn't always have lyrics. They didn't always have though. them? Sometimes they just didn't have lyrics. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they would have for, like, the oh, yeah. Rolling Stones album. Like, those no. reissues did not have the, the fold-out lyrics. Yeah. And um, I, to this day, will laugh out loud when the line is, I was raised by a toothless, bearded hag. First yes. of all, what the hell? <laughs> a toothless, bearded Two hag. Lesbians. Two lesbians? Two lesbians? <laughs> Come on, Nick. <laughs> Die yeah, that, every time. So so good. Yeah. Yeah, I only sing it as two lesbians. Yeah, now you have to because it's like yeah. – <laughs> And she's got that cool like notepad with the roll of paper. Like, so yeah. I tried to find that to Never see that seen song. That no, yeah, yeah. I want that. <laughs> Need um, it to this day. If you find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Service merchandise catalog. I don't know where you would find it. but Someone's got dead stock of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, I mean, it's almost kind of when you see all of these scenes where she's messaging him, it's almost that she's fa- uh, falling for this pre-Nigerian prince scam. <laughs> totally, like, totally I was kind yes. of thinking of that, of just like, now this would just be like somebody just trying to scam her. Yeah. But yeah. she's I like mean, buying all of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, she's hook, line, and sinker. And also, <laughs> man, I'm like... I would have given up after like the three tries. Like, well, you know, I came up with three good ones. I would not have gotten to B flat. Well, I'll yeah, that. that's the other thing. It's like how many how many bad uh, entries is she going to have before she gets locked out for twenty minutes? Right. I just yeah. <laughs> I would just been like, well, the movie's over because yeah. I will never get to B flat. <laughs> I'll, I'll right. never figure this out. And I would have typed it wrong. I didn't like. Well, she had like what? a dash in there. Like, who would have known? The the yeah. amount of options of just B flat are infinite. Yes. Is the F capitalized? Is it all caps? Is it an underscore or a hyphen? She just like B hyphen flat, capital F in perfect. I would have tried three things and gone to Coles. Yes, exactly, so. exactly. I'd be having a French dip before <laughs> before the night was through. But yeah, she went through. I love that she even went to like Bianca and Jerry oh, Hall. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> These are some of the some of the options, but it does look like she eventually did go out and buy the sheet the, music, yeah. the sheet music, which yeah. would have the lyrics. Yes, so that's kind of your way around it. But you know, you uh, got to get yeah. yourself to a music store at that point. I feel yeah. like sometimes wouldn't like the warehouse or Sam Goody have sheet music, like a roll, like a a, a rolling rack of like sheet music. There is usually yeah, like. A section in yeah. Sam Goody's or Musicland of so I used to work in like the like chain that. record store here in Atlanta, like Turtles, and it became Blockbuster Music. But they had uh, we had a giant book of like song titles and and artists, and people would have to just come in and be like, "Hey, I'm trying to think of this song. I know so and so did it or wrote it or it's got this word in the title," and we wow, would just flip through this wow. giant book and like try to answer it. I'm like. Because people just come in like, I kind of know this song, but I don't know how to figure it out. You just right. be like, all right, let's see if we can figure it out. Wow. It's like, can you hum it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the things you had to do before. The that's a, yeah. You that's hum amazing. a few bars, I'll fake it. I'll fake yeah, it. that's cool. <laughs> I'm good at stuff like – I was good at stuff like that when I worked at a video store, but I don't think I would be very good at music, at Music, yeah. Yeah, it's it was tough. Well, you also so, had the bookstore of – I'm looking for a book. It's blue. 
Yeah. <laughs> we have that. So, yeah, exactly. We've, we've got our blue table over here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she eventually figures out this code key. We get the we get the weird science war games, you know, It's vertex. like Barbara Gordon discovering the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so now we get the real chat with, with, Fla- with Jumpin' Jack Flash, with Jack. Right. And uh, he sends – Scott laughed out loud when the cuts away to the British – Embassy and yeah. it's br- rule Britannia. <laughs> so on the nose, I love it. It's something that it's something that we should see more. Oh yeah, in yeah, pop culture. It's so Austin Powers, but like... <laughs> oh yeah, it was right when the plane lands. Just yeah, yeah. What about this? What about this Princess Diana lookalike they got to work guess? reception at the embassy? She. Looks I kind of like... thought that was Diana. <laughs> She also looks – I meant to look it up, but the remember in European Vacation when, like, uh, yes. one of them was having the dream and then, yes. like, they dreamed that Princess Di is in love with Charles. And she's like – With Clark. <laughs> you know, yeah. Clark, Clark. Clark, wait. Clark, yes. wait. <laughs> I was like, did this one actress make the rounds and do all the Princess Di Oh, my God. Stunts? Well, the, one, the woman who did – who was the queen in that dream sequence – she did do the rounds. She was in yeah. Naked uh, Gun. Like, well, she was and the you, and you see that Diana, I think, show up in other things too. Yeah, yeah. She was spot on though. That that European yeah. vacation. I love European vacation. I'm here to tell you. I love that's my favorite. Yeah. It it is my favorite of the vacation movies, I think. You have Audrey. The best Audrey. Uh, yeah. Dan, uh Dana the Hill. Scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> her voice, her obsession with Jack, full blown posters of her boyfriend. <laughs> On on vacation, I can't. <laughs> I love it. But okay, so the British consulate—they're just like we have no idea what we're talking about. Get out of here. Um, okay, I want to talk about the whole voiceover situation with Jack. Oh yeah. Well, because she she goes to the apartment and she listens to his voice on the answering machine. Yes. So I take it that when she's typing the messages now, she's like, this is sort of what she's thinking he's replying. Right. Because she knows what he sounds like. Yeah, I uh, picked that up this time for the yeah. first time. I was like, oh, this is when she starts hearing the voices later. It's only just, after, you know, yeah. You know, I've seen it so many times. I just sort of like I always hear that mm-hmm. Terry. Yeah, Terry. that Jonathan Price. <laughs> Terry, are you there? <laughs> they also, I kind of feel like, I don't know if they do some modulation to it to make it sound a little bit more computer. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting choice that... They let her hear him on the answering machine, and then right. at, at that point, moving forward, you hear his you hear his voice. But she still is. It's just this text, you know, instant messenger situation. And I love that she does the thing where she kind of like says out loud, "She's like, what the fuck is this guy's problem?" Yeah. But, then, but, but then she just types, "What?" You know, like, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I did. All, I've always like read what she types because it's always a little different because she always yeah. ex, you know exclaims like. Whoopi yeah, it's Goldberg. exactly like when you get a text, you're like, we're going to meet at 7. You're like, what the fuck? Why do they want to meet at 7? And you're yeah, like, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you there. Um, I I like the uh, – like when he does eventually find out that she's a woman because he right. thinks she's a man at first. And then he's just like, okay, no, I can't ask you to do these things anymore. It's too dangerous. And she's like, no, dude. Like I've already I've already done all this shit for you. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm still going to do it, but I love that kind of introduces like 
like a love story. Like they're falling for each other. Right. Mm. But it is Jonathan Price and Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I yeah I mean I, I we can save this till the end but like yeah what it's such a letdown like when she, I was like oh like you know like this is yeah. the dream guy like and, and it's not that he's like unattractive it's just they don't do anything to make him no. more attractive I'm yeah. like ugh like it looks like he was literally running errands and he was like hey I'm at the like hardware store yeah but I'll stop by and say hello. and you get like, <laughs> you get Stephen Collins there you know working yeah. next to her like this tall like blonde you know guy like all good looking and then it's like okay it's shot of the price I mean maybe Pierce Brosnan wasn't available that would have been too on the nose mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah I mean even if they would have just like given him a proper haircut or yeah, combed hair, his hair yeah, or run a comb or through it <laughs> giving him a non-baggy jacket just sort of yeah. like you know come on like yeah uh, it's like she would be deserved better than that yes yes <laughs> um i i want to talk about whoopies just like the kind of capers that she gets herself into getting thrown into the into the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving blowjobs to fish. <laughs> Giving blowjobs yeah. to the fish, yeah. Just, was the water shitty? He didn't ask me anything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, was the water shitty? Ugh. Yeah, I kept, like, this time I was just like, at what level would I check out? You right. know what I mean? Like, it's definitely, like, mm-hmm. going down to the piers at one thirty in the morning. And I was just like, oh, um, yeah. And I was like, is this a work night? Is this, right. you know, is this the weekend? Like, what is going on? Yeah, like. Like, she never asked about compensation from the government, and I would be, like, at right? a certain point, look, you know, I, I like these hours. All the cab rides she's taking, like, all yes. over town. And cab the cab- rides that she's having them wait outside of uh, his apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, and then j- the cabbies being, like, intercepted by Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that, like, the goons... For you know, the goons for the bad guys that Jim Belushi's kind of thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. and just to get more, more and more like uh, more and more hurt along the way. Right, <laughs> he's got like shows up in a neck brace, casts and neck braces, and yeah, all this stuff. But uh, yeah, the, he's but he's like the most bumbling goon. All the other goons are like actually scary. Like, yeah, yeah. The one guy kind of looks like a like a diehard like reject, like kind of yeah, yeah. the, the flat top. He's definitely from the crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, there's that one like the British embassy guy with the long hair that looks like a cross between like Paul Williams and Seymour <laughs> yeah. <Philip> Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate that guy every time. I'm just like, yeah, oh, I don't he de- see definitely him. has Paul Williams hair. I so, like that. what are the circumstances that she ends up? crashing this party because she has to get a hold of she has to go to the computer room she has to go to the computer room yeah well yeah. She, well first she has to go there to see to give to give that weird code the message, message. Yes. and then they're like oh we don't know him you're you've been you got catfished basically. yeah yeah um and then so then she goes then from there she goes to get the frying pan at the apartment yes which is with all she, the names yeah she yep. hears she hears a voicemail message but then she's Picking up the, a frying pan, a cast iron pan, and carved into it are the names of other contacts. Yeah, uh, I would have never thought about putting contacts on a frying pan. <laughs> I guess it's a good idea. Yeah, because yeah, you would because sure. you would never think to look at, at the bottom of a frying pan. Yeah. Um, but it, we get this really cool moment though when she's in the apartment and it gets really spooky, oh, yeah. and the door opens and closes, and she goes up to it, and there's 
the Polaroid There's picture Polaroid of her. her. You think that you had heard the Ooh. Polaroid go off? Well, yeah. <laughs> There's some logistics to work out yeah. there, but she, yeah. she's she's listening to the to the to the answering machine messages. Yeah. This is back in the day when an answering machine w- had a full size cassette, tape. a giant tape. <laughs> <laughs> like the answering machine <laughs> was like the size of a VCR. You could get those novelty um, answering machines. Oh yeah, <laughs> outgoing messages. <laughs> yeah. Quick side note: If we uh-huh. could have on our voicemail any um, any like voicemail intro uh-huh. from a movie, what would it be? I mean, I feel like it's not from a movie, but I might get George Costanza singing the theme <laughs> from The Greatest American Hero. Okay, Ben, what about you? I'm I'm really partial to those novelty ones of like <laughs> the Rich Little doing like impersonations <laughs> of Ronald Reagan and Catherine oh, Hepburn man. and like you dirty rat leave a message. Like, <laughs> I that. love it. Yeah, Rich yeah, Little. I think I would do Sarah Connors. We we just re. Watch the watch the first Terminator, and I really like Sarah's. She's got like a jokey like, like, voicemail. Ooh, f- fooled you. We're not really here. It's, oh, uh, it's the oh, machine. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before she goes to the party at the consulate, she goes to uh, Van Meter's funeral. The guy. Oh, that's, that's right. The yeah. guy that threw her in the river. Because that's where she meets. That's where um, she meets Annie Potts. That's where she meets Annie Potts. And uh, the professor from Different World. Yes. Is there, yeah. <laughs> this would have been the same year Annie Potts did Pretty in Pink, too. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Like, she and looks... then she capped the year off with, with Designing Women. She would have done them all in 86. She had a busy well, 85 and 86. She's definitely giving me, like, Mary Jo vibes. Yeah, yeah. This. Like, she's kind of doing the accent a little bit. Yeah, she has a great, like, southern accent. I love it when she's – the KGB line – it's like my favorite. And then but the way that she delivers it too, she's like, who's behind it? She's like, KGB. KGB? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> KGB. Can we, KGB. The K motherfucking G- like I, I think that taught me to put motherfucking in the middle of words. Yeah, yeah. Like as a kid. I was like, okay, I need to remember that one. <laughs> Can we write KGB on the cake? <laughs> that little girl who wants to write KGB on the cake, none other than Kelly Martin from Life Goes That's On. That's Kelly Martin. Yes. What? Wow. From Life oh, no Goes way. On. Yeah. And now, like Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Everyone winds up there eventually. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's 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 Kelly Martin as uh, as uh, Mary Jo's daughter. But um, yeah, but the, she plays a key part in helping her out at at the party, but. Yeah, she needs to she needs to get back to the British consulate to get into the computer room to like bug it essentially for for Jack to kind of hack in there and find his way right. out. But just so happens that there's like a Queen's Jubilee party. So she's like, perfect, perfect cover. Like, yeah, she's like, I can show up and do my Diana Ross, the Supremes number. When I tell you that this scene of the movie was. My favorite. I mean, was it your yeah. favorite? Of sure. When she hits her <laughs> little tape recorder and starts lip syncing, oh my god! Loud, yeah, loud I loved for it as a kid. Yeah, and she's doing Diana Ross. Her mm-hmm. face. This lip sync is a spot yeah. on Diana Ross lip sync. She's doing the face, everything. Uh in this like, like a- discount Tina Turner wig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I take it that yeah, she borrowed the dress from Cynthia, her coworker. 
Ooh. Yeah, she but she yeah, there's okay. a line later on that she's gonna have to explain to the Carol Kane character about what, what happened to the dress. Oh I love that. I love that they're that close she could borrow that dress. Yes. Because I love that it's kind of I mean it is the only time like she's kind of dressed in a stereotypical female yes. outfit. The other time she's like in oversized coats and scarves mm-hmm. and sweaters and but this is like and it is almost drag for her. You know, she's yeah. like, Okay, I'm yeah. gonna go put on female drag yeah. and you know, it kinda goes with her androgynous name and all that stuff so um, oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah um, yeah so she like is like performing femininity <laughs> for the for the crowd she's like okay this is my disguise to get past them yes yeah um i i love though that the idea too though that terry um like she has rolling stones record or you know tapes you know in her at her home she's very familiar with it uh but also you know of course she would know like the supremes and yeah uh, be able yeah. to do this this little mini performance um i love the appearance from michael mckeon and his british accent with uh, yeah, tracy ullman <laughs> tracy ullman yeah. yeah yeah probably one of the first big american movies tracy ullman was then s- probably yeah because this is when did her show start? I'm Tracy guessing like, show, right after this. I would say 87, 88. Yeah. 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 I love uh, Tracy Ullman's single. They uh, Don't Know. They Don't Know. It's so her, good. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. Really yes, good yes. song. That song up, video. People. Yeah, the video is great. Uh, Breakaway. Yeah. Like, love it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never really thought about Michael McKeon being in this and just like this Laverne and Shirley kind of like mini – yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his British accent. His British accent, it's passable. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> I think like during this part, I'm just always like so hyped up. Like she's about to start singing. Like yeah. I kind of don't know what else is happening at all. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> so they just let her through just because they were they were entertained, right? Yeah. I mean, I would. The yeah. The I mean, the secretary. Maybe she does some Diana impersonation on the side. So she's just like, I get it. We all yeah. need this gig. <laughs> that wake them sequins. Like, yeah, uh, and the Supremes. You just you just let it go. But I love though too that when the doors open behind her, she turns around and it's a huge party. <laughs> and there's these like two beef eaters. Yeah. <laughs> like standing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are they going to announce everybody like an old timey like Cinderella ball? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the British Embassy stay British. (laughs) They do it 100 in there. (laughs) So what I did notice is that there are mannequins in, like, dresses, like, old-timey garb kind of throughout. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And she actually hides behind one when she's trying to get away from, like... The, right. the main British bad guy. That would make sense why they're in the mannequin room and later. why later on yep. in the movie there are mannequins oh. that they chop the fingers off. Because Scott was like, why, why are, are they – why is there mannequins in this room? <laughs> and I was like, she hid behind a mannequin in like an old-timey dress. So yeah. I think for the Queen's Jubilee, maybe they just had some gowns on display, right, or I, something. Yeah, I think the critics are wrong. It's, the script is airtight. It is airtight. So when she's in this dress, did you see that clip? I think that Whoopi was on Jimmy Fallon. And Tiffany Haddish, like, crashes the interview. Yeah, And she's yes. wearing the sequence dress. Yeah, I was, yeah. And she's like, yeah. I love Whoopi Goldberg. Like, I, like, she, like, thinks of her as her mom. She, but yeah. I was just like. But yeah, so we're going to make, and she's like, Whoopi, we're going to make a sequel to Jumpin', Jumpin Jack Flash. Jumping Jack right. Flash 2. And Whoopi's like, uh, not distract. Yeah. But, but you can tell, like, Whoopi was like, Jumping Jack Flash? 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's so, not excited about it. So, I was so it like, makes I me was, kind of think, like, like what was Whoopi's experience doing this movie? Was she disappointed with it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I tried to look up some stuff and see, uh, you know, what her thoughts on it. And the only thing I, I, I read a quote that she was saying that around this time, like, that she wasn't allowed to be, like, a sexual character. Like, right. you know, it was like, mm-hmm. that was kind of like... And, like that was her personal style at the time too, yeah. you know. But like they, in this movie, she is literally like bundled up under like potato sacks, and yeah. like, you know, it's the yeah. least flattering. I mean, she looks cool and hip, but yeah, she's not not in a way that lets you like sexualize her. Yes, and, and when so, she is in the gown, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's basically a drag queen. Yeah, and uh, but she mentions that like she was not thought of as. As like a sexual person, and it's because she was basically a black woman, and they didn't know mm-hmm. really how to do that. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I think like that stretch of movies that she did with the Burglar and Fatal Beauty, like were just not right. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it you know it goes to show because Tiffany Haddish, I think, is around my age, mm-hmm. and yeah, so she just has these memories of this movie as a kid, and it's like, yeah, you know, Sister Act wouldn't come out for a while. And Fatal Beauty and Burglar were not as successful in not just in how much money they made, but just not as successful as vehicles for her. Mm -hmm. Like Fatal Beauty is just not that funny. Yeah, it's too serious. We tried to watch it last night, and it's just like it's too serious. There's like a couple moments. It starts off kind of fun, and you're just like, this is just like a boring. Yes, Beverly Hills Cop ripoff. Yes, exactly, exactly. and as much like every time I, I watch Jumping Jack Flash, I'm like, oh, I should watch the other ones. Like, there's surely yeah. something good here. And then you're like, no, they're just not. Yeah. And um, I haven't tried to watch Burglar in a while, mm-hmm. like a long time. I don't, I don't think I've like, ever actually seen it. Yeah. No, I don't think. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's. I think I've tried to watch it and just give up after 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. no, I was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, at the time, there was all this buzz around her from like her, you know. And the the here's the thing, and I'm not gonna get like. All pedantic about this, but she wasn't really a stand-up comic. Yeah, she did these one-woman shows, mm-hmm. right? You know, and they were it was like it was theater, right? Yeah, and it was yeah. it was comedy shows. You know, discovered by theater. Mike Nichols. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like she doesn't have like a tight five that she would come in right the talk show circuit. You know, yeah, like she was yeah. you know uh, yeah she was just more of like selling her whole persona and, yes. and bigger than life persona. And then, uh, and then when they started doing, what is the the charity those charity functions? Live Aid? No, the the com the comedy. The comic relief. Oh, sure. Comic comic yeah. relief. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was her, Billy Crystal, and Robin Williams. Right, and, and that's what I remember her. Yes. Most about from the eighties, other yes. than Jumpin' Jack Flash. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's my point. As young people, we knew her from comedy and it, she was so funny and just yeah. like so fresh and we were just like wow she's everything and when the movie started coming i feel like to kid uh, this movie is not a children's movie at all yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it's yeah, not, there's not it's, a lot of kid humor in it. I'm yeah not, it's not that it's bad for kids but it's not aimed at kids but i yeah. think a lot of young people really latched onto it because it was whoopee and we wanted to see her you know sure and we just yeah. thought she was so cool like she was this cool adult like performer and you know when sister act did come along it was like great wonderful we love it but it was right. a couple of years before, before i mean sister act there was ghost there was go yeah, i mean was ghost, ghost was a big deal right, and yeah. ghost is kind of the 
first time that a major movie really utilized her. Yeah. Of just yeah. like, yeah. we're going to take this very generic love story yeah. and put this character in it, and it makes it a, a great movie. Like, yeah. Whoopi yeah. without Ghost. I mean, Ghost without Whoopi yeah. would be not that good. I'm uh, really guilt- I'm really bad. I have never seen uh, Ghost. Oh my gosh, so, it's so I good. <laughs> I know. I know that you're in danger. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I have no doubt she's the best part of it. Yeah, but she I just sort of like. Is. I think it came out like when I was at a time in high school. It's like oh, that looks right. Not cool enough to go yeah. see. So I Romance, just passed yeah. up. And I uh, and I actually never saw Sister Act until in the last few years. Oh wow! Um, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Shout out to our Sister Act <laughs> episode, Josh. Yeah, yeah. What's that? We did a Sister Act episode. Yeah, we did Sister Act with our friend Josh. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, that's the thing. But even with those two movies, it's like you're right. She, whenever they do kind of uh, like sexualize her or just play up her femininity in any way, mm-hmm. it is it is played for laughs, and it's very interesting. Yeah. You know that that's yeah. I would. That I guess like Sister Mary Clarence, when you get all of the Reno scenes, I think she looks great. But I guess that the idea is that she's just kind of tacky. Yeah. Like yeah, walking yeah. around Reno in this, like, purple mink. Yeah. And I, I, at the beginning of Fatal Beauty, she's kind of dressed up as, like, a like an undercover mm-hmm. hooker or a drug dealer or something like that. And, like, and it's this over-the-top female, basically, drag queen. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the male characters that they put her with put her against you know it's harvey keitel mm-hmm. you know and, and she, just, it's like what yeah she deserves a she deserves a hunk it would be a hunk yeah or i mean i guess ted danson's a handsome man well she was she, involved she with, was dating with, him in real yes. dancing yeah so, yep. so there you go but that, that was in the 90s yeah that was in the 90s yeah. did you ever grow up on clara's heart i remember having a copy of clara's heart on tape is that the one with Neil Patrick uh, with Harris? With her and NPH. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Oh. Neil Patrick Harris is a little little boy. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that was a serious one, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit more dramatic. I didn't want to see Whoopi in drama. My sister and I loved Karina Karina. I was going to say, Karina Karina is my second favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie. Like, it just it used to come on TBS all the time, so yes. I'd catch it. And I, I think it was like when I was in college, it seemed like it always came on on Sunday afternoons that I had a term paper due. Uh, and I would just be like, I'm just going to watch Karina Karina, and then I'll start on my paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect like procrastinating movie. To this day, like Whoopi, I still blow at stoplights to see if oh, I can change yes. them. And it never works. <laughs> it never works. What? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about this embassy scene. Um, the security guards watching Benny Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Die dead <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Do you. Did you get uh, Benny Hill on any sort of oh, like, cable yeah, access? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I never, grew up on, I never grew up on Benny so Hill. Scott, didn't, Scott no. didn't grow up on Benny Hill. They didn't have it in Montana. We had it. It's no like way. I mean the theme song like makes you want to watch it and then you, and then it starts and you're like oh god this is just too dumb yeah. but like it's, the it's theme Yackety song gets you every week right? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's Yakety yeah. Sax the theme song um, it's just this old you know heavy set British man in various states of drag or yeah. busty women just <laughs> yeah <laughs> just I just always him. remember like old women hitting with purses yes like, yes that gag i remember my grandpa used to like it a lot but i remember <laughs> thinking it was just because there were busty women and sure it would be like bikini girls or something and he and and also when he would see him in drag he thought it was 
hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, these two British security guards watching Benny Hill, I love it. She has to sneak around them, climbs down the damn roof to get into this room. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm out. Yeah, Sorry. She is putting all this on the line for... <laughs> and it, But this is pre, you know, like real internet AOL chat room shit yeah. where people would fall in love with someone online sight unseen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I wonder, like, if now would, like, she would have asked for a pic. Right. So, like, before doing all this, she'd be like, okay, well, like, send a pic. Yeah. At least Facebook. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that was sort of the original angle of the script that was stressed even more. Is this romance through yeah. these messages? I yeah. mean, it's definitely yeah. in this movie, but I could see Nancy Myers and Charles... Shire really like nailing that in. If when this it, was a it was if Long, this was a Shelley Long movie, the romance yeah. was more heavily implied. Yeah, I um, can see that. But when she does get in the room, she <laughs> uses her technical skill to like put in this bug or whatever. But when her dress gets caught <laughs> in the shredder, and this little bit of like stock music. Mm-hmm. I can find the name of the song. I know it when I like do some research because it's, right. it's a classic song. It, but it's the they even kind of like speed up. Speed up, the, yes. <laughs> it's a Benny Hill gag, basically. It is a yeah. <laughs> it is a Benny Hill gag. When she's um, when she's getting in there, she says, "Not the crutch, not the crutch." <laughs> Her like. Yeah, her jerking motions, oh, everything. Man. It's yeah, it's great. Dead. And then like play it gave me a fear of shredders and it's the <laughs> same kind of fear of like getting sucked up by the um escalator. The esca- yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that like they just basically turn her into Tina Turner. And she comes in as like the Supremes yeah. and comes out as Tina Turner with like yeah. her wig blown out and stuff and like the, that. And, and like, the dress is like short and kinda asymmetrical because it's been like yeah, the She's showing body, <laughs> like yes. she is yeah. Uh, I don't know how they manage that because that top is like, boom, yes, it is right yeah. there. I don't know how nothing fell out. That is like a feat. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so at this point now her apartment's been ransacked. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, yeah. no, not the cool apartment. They tore it apart. <laughs> but, it made me think of um, in um, Outrageous Fortune when they go to Beth oh, Miller's yeah. house and it's broken into. She's like, what? It always looks like this. this. Is how it always <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, when uh, when she does get uh, kidnapped by the in the in the phone booth, that's another. Oh my god, the phone booth oh. scene! <laughs> and I still when I try to get away with something, I'm still like, "Come find me in the city for yeah. this!" Like, I'm like, "What? Do, what are you gonna do? Come find me, <laughs> New York City, like, fucking quarter! Fucking come quarter. find me this." <laughs> and just how that scene is set up, where you can see them with the tow truck. Yeah, back yeah. to her, and she's just yeah. like oblivious there. and on the phone. Yeah, so yeah, good. She just thinks it's like the rude guy trying to interrupt a call. Yeah, I do love when uh, it finally gets thrown off the truck, and you see the dummy that's yeah. in there. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that phone booth Lord rolls. Me. Yeah, like rolls so much, and she's just like ah. But oh, I also yeah. love that it's just like it's a shot of just Whoopi Goldberg, and then. You can tell they're just like okay, like over here we're gonna have somebody like trying to clean your windows, and so she, she's yeah. just. I imagined her just like going. Being in that phone booth, like doing like probably like thirty minutes of improv, and this yeah. booth about like screaming at different people on that she imagines on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the um, the guys coming up and and trying to clean the windows on the on the phone booth as it's like driving away. That's <laughs> yeah. it's a little Wayne's Brothers, but it's 
but it's still yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could definitely see that in like a don't be a menace or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but this all leads to uh, the scene at Elizabeth Arden where she, she has the truth serum. And mm-hmm. it like, <laughs> so what exactly yeah. is this truth serum? <laughs> it, was this ever a thing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's it feels like quicksand. We're like, does quicksand exist, or is yeah. that a like, we, that thing? And it's <laughs> just kind of loosens you up and just makes you a little loopy, right? That's, that's called whiskey. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Supposedly there is like a thing that it's like a sodium thing that just makes you more susceptible to suggestion. But yeah. he also says Jim Belushi also has a line where he says, "I gave her too much." Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like somebody put like GHB in her drink. Yeah. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, <laughs> is she supposed to be at work? Oh like, yeah. During yeah. all of this? Yeah, because she, she's she ends up showing up still loose. Oh, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, You're late. When I yeah, I was like, I would love that's my new like work goals. I want to see someone go off and like grab a manager and like whip their toupee off and <laughs> tell them off like because mm-hmm. everyone's pretty calm about it happening. I was just like, yeah, I would yeah. freak out and die. Like yeah. I mean, Lovitz is, Lovitz is surprised that it was a piece. He didn't know. <laughs> and I love that when I first saw John Lovitz in this movie, I'm just like, hey, was 80s John Lovitz kind of cute? <laughs> he totally was. Yeah. He's like a, I would he's maybe like, date him. <laughs> yeah, he had that early 80s like dad look down yeah, the tucked yeah. in shirt and the, the Yankees cap. Yeah, the tucked, in, cute. the tucked in plaid shirt yes. to the jeans and the Yankee cap for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of giving me... Um, Bruno Kirby in, in When Harry Met Sally. Total, yes. Just that, yes. Like, that kind of guy. Honestly, yeah. I'd be happy for, happier for Whoopi if John Lovitz turned out to be. Yeah. Could have worked. <laughs> the mm-hmm. guy. Could have worked. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, when she, she needs to find one of Jack's. She's not a contact, but she's an old flame of Jack, Lady Sarah. And yes. uh, she is at Elizabeth Arden all day. Right. And uh, I, 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 Elizabeth Arden is just like a, a beauty spa, a salon, a full service. Is that supposed to be like the, the thing for the women? That's, 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 that's what I said. Exactly yeah, it, looks like, I said. it looks like there should be like crazy uh, workout uh, machines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should have been getting like jungle red manicures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. The woman says something about like... Uh, like a beauty or like a woman's job or something like that. Or yeah, she said something. She's like, "You're gonna, your face is gonna, like, turn red or fall or something like that." She's yeah. like, "We're you, you gonna get back in here and get back to work on your face." <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> but when she does get when she does get in the room and starts talking to Lady Sarah, and Sarah's just like, just like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, Sorry I mean, she was it. like, she's like, I mean, have you have you seen him? I know, right? He's not worth it, girl. Yeah, yeah. He won't even comb his hair for you. Come on, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna extract him from Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. He can't even be bothered to run a comb through that hair. So is Jonathan Price just locked in a room in like Moscow no, with a computer? I think he's. I think he's not like. I don't think he's being held prisoner. But what, I think he, what exactly have, is he doing? He's espionage, spying. Yeah. Okay, but I think he's under a presumed identity, and he doesn't have like paperwork. To get out, yeah, he okay. needs a, he needs a like a new passport. Passport, yeah, yeah. Um, something like that. Who cares? Just sure, <laughs> he's there, yeah. and and this and this tall guy does not want to let him out. He keeps thwarting all of their plans. He he like turned off the machine when they were about to like 
when they were about to like do the hacking. Yeah, like, the word science in. war games yeah. stuff was happening. Yeah, those crazy computers that like the keyboard is like built into the, like the console. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. weird. Like running spinning tapes, reel to reel tapes, just spinning around. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's with the giant rooms. Yeah, flashing lights. But um, yeah, so Sarah's just like, nope, not going to help you. Whatever. Whoopi kind of like, I think she kind of shames her. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, but she's, you know, in this weird inebriated state. So, so what happens after this? She goes back to the office. She, but she doesn't, we think she gets fired, but she doesn't get fired. No, they don't fire her. I, it's, yeah, it, it's confusing after that. I, after she gets the true serum, I'm like, things just get kind of wacky. And then she like shows back up there. And I think, what, yeah, what is the plan? Well, she's going back there to tell Jack that Sarah won't help yeah but eventually sarah shows up back at the apartment yes and you know she uh she has a change of heart yeah this is when she uh she grabs picks up the toothbrush the giant toothbrush yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean it's a solid plan yeah oh yeah definitely you can knock somebody out with that giant toothbrush um so she has to make her way back to the embassy because – or she gets – oh, I know. Is she – when she walks out of her apartment and the, like, gang of New York street toughs, like, surround her. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she's That's like, a great scene. And she's, like, talking all this shit to him and she walks away. But then she sees the actual, like, British embassy guys and she goes yeah. back to them. And she's like, all right, let's go. We're going to yeah, do drugs. <laughs> We're going to do drugs. We'll have sex. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Yeah, that definitely felt like it was something that would have like come from her stand up. Yeah. Routine. Yeah. Like she was like she was like here's how you got like, uh you know, like, survive the streets of New York. And yeah. Like just I got like a venereal disease. <laughs> oh yeah, cuz didn't she tell him that she oh, when she's trying to get away from them? Yeah, she's like I'm itching down here or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, she gets she does end up getting picked up by the henchmen. Oh, yeah, this is when they bring her back to the embassy in their mannequin room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now she's in the mannequin oh, yeah. room. and uh, But eventually she does escape. And I have to say, she plays hardball in there pretty well. I mean, like, once you pull out power tools and chop off mannequin oh, yeah. figures, insinuating that mine would be next, I bet, well, here's, here's what I know. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> she does not talk. Yeah. She, um, like, kicks the one guy in the balls and is, like, lucky enough that, like... <laughs> He yeah. doesn't fall on her with that freaking like hacksaw or whatever yeah, it is. Taking out uh, guys by the balls is, is like her go-to move. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it helps. She's a she's a lady on the go. Um, let's see. So she does go back. Okay, she goes back to the office for the final time, and she's about to like talk to Jack, but the K- but the KGB guys have infiltrated Mister Page. Mm-hmm. That's right. They like walk out. Mr. Page walks out and he's like, Oh, my new contacts and it's, right. it's the British Embassy guy. Yeah, I think they get rid of like they like hold up Larry the, the security guard too or something. Yeah, the heavy set security guard. <laughs> yeah, they call him the heavy set guy. <laughs> they keep calling him the heavy set security guard. But yeah, he comes in, he's tied up. Um I kinda love the reveal of of Marty, the uh the dad from Seventh Heaven. As like an undercover, like embedded, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like agent. Because he's been helping her along. Yeah, you forget yeah. about him. 
Um, he plays this square character really well, like giving everybody his business cards. He puts up yeah. a little sign on his desk that says, thank you for not smoking on top of his <laughs> computer monitor. Yeah. When Carol Kane That's comes a- over to like flirt with him, you right, can right. see that he puts up a thank you for not smoking sign on his on his desk, which you probably could smoke at your desk in 1986. In yeah, I guess probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's got much, just as much swag as would be like, yeah. Pulling out. <laughs> Personalize, personalizing his cubicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so when she's trying to type to to Jack, they like stop her, like don't don't send the message. <laughs> I love her keyboard, the enter key. It doesn't say enter or return. It says like what did it say? Like send or execute? It said something weird. I think it's send. <laughs> yeah, it send. doesn't say it doesn't say enter or return. It said send. I mean, so that I big. Think that, I think I remember keyboards having send instead of enter. Yeah. Well, Apple keyboards sure. still say return. Oh sure. So. And they say delete instead of backspace. It's like a whole th- it's a whole thing. So these computers were neither PCs nor nor Macintosh. Yeah, and it was like kind of that big clunky kind of keyboard where the um the keys would always pop off. Oh yeah, that's right. You can like rearrange them if you're like yes. in computer class and type in typing class. Uh so okay. When sh- when the main henchman kind of like has her in his clutches. Oh my god! She, she again? Is, is she the only like female heroine in film history that has won by like biting a guy's nuts? But yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, like, I haven't checked the books on it, but I don't know of any other woman who's that that ballsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 insane. It's crazy. It's a weird shot. But okay, when the guy comes in, the diehard guy. With the machine gun. Oh, yeah. And just starts Go shooting. In the middle of the crazy. office. And you're thinking, is like, is like Lovitz and Carol Kane fully just going to get shot by this machine no. gun? Like, what the hell? Did everyone in this office make it out alive? I'm, I'm yeah. assuming so, but it gets pretty intense there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it turns into a diehard situation. Yeah. And he fully gets shot by uh, by Marty, and he does that movie thing when the guy with the machine gun gets shot and he keeps shooting oh, yeah. wildly <laughs> as his body, as his dying body is falling to the floor. Uh, but, um, you know, she eventually hits, you know, send or whatever, because yeah. uh, the, the information that, that Sarah gave was, was bad. It was bad. And oh, that's right. Yes. These guys were going to, if he goes to this guy, if he goes to this location, he's going to get killed. So she, what she's typing is like, don't go. It's, you know, it's a set. Yeah. But, you know, after she bites the guy in the balls, she eventually is able to, <laughs> <laughs> to hit send. And, you know, and he's, you know, he's extracted, he gets out and everybody lives happily ever after. Right. But now we, we get to this final scene at the restaurant because she says, okay, she wants a veal, right. a veal dinner. Yes. She specifically very specific about that, yeah. Yeah. Veal is such a fancy eighties dinner. But like when did it when did it get to the point where it's like you can't order veal anymore because it's animal cruelty? I I mean I feel like it wasn't until the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that joke Uh, in The Simpsons though. mm Mm-hmm. That was probably the late '90s. Yeah, probably yeah. like the late '90s around that time. You, you could still right. order veal in a restaurant in the '80s. And- I'll up the baby guts. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lady, you sicken me. You sicken me. Um, but she and when she does go to the restaurant to to wait for him, 
Orlando's. She looks nice. I know. I love that outfit. Yeah. yeah. This like, like head him. wrap this situation. Is some, this is some also some pre-You Got Mail. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Sort of uh, falling in love through the internet and she gets stood up. Sure. Just like the yeah. scene in You Got Mail. Yeah. And I think it goes back to like her like mm-hmm. her being nostalgic for old movies. And she's the type of person who yes. watches the late, late movie. You yeah. Know, um, and so, I mean... That's originally a trope from Shop Around the Corner, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is pre, like, you've got mail, nineteen ninety four, ninety eight, ninety. Oh my god, ninety eight. Yep. Yeah. So she's so she would be referencing shop, yeah, Shop Around the Corner, or something like that, right? And um, uh, she, you know, she's there. She's just eating breadsticks only. She's not even ordering <laughs> unopened bottle I, of champagne next door. Yeah. I feel like those breadsticks only show up when someone's getting stood up at a restaurant. Like yeah, those, right? those kind of the long cracker the ones. Long, you're skinny, just like, yeah, yeah, crisp ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've like, that's, if you're eating those, it's going to be a sad night. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, Stephen Collins, Marty comes in and he's like, oh, he's in London. You know, he sent me to say sorry. And she takes it really personally, which is, you know, I get it. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. But also, he is a spy that was just, like, extracted from yeah. Cold War Russia. Maybe he's got to go debrief. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, give him, a, yeah. give him a good, like, week and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I would be like, like, I did all this for you. Like, I was up on roofs. Yeah, I was. I went to the British Embassy yeah, this is true. multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, I did not get my fingers chopped off. Like I'd be <laughs> like, you need to make time. Yeah, yeah. I'd been. I mean, like you know, show me some respect. Yeah, true. Show up. True, true. I was <laughs> dragged around the city in a in a phone booth in the back of a tow truck. <laughs> Yeah, she had meant many capers, but yeah, she. I I do have to say, I lo- I love the outfit that she's wearing. She looks, it, mm-hmm. it's a very cute outfit. I do love the end scene at the office when you get the reveal of him. I like the little piece of like Thomas Newman score that goes along with yeah. it, and it's a very like nice happy ending for this movie. Yeah, even if it is with dorky gets... Jonathan Price. Exactly. I love that they give that to her, and she does get to have, you know, the the union and the meeting with him, but yes. Uh, it's just such a disappointment. Every time, I'm always like, I'm always like, am I being harsh in my mind about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like, like, is it a booby prize? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and what's up with like matching Jonathan Price with these women? It's like Jonathan Price and Whoopi, Jonathan Price and Madonna, and Evita. Is he in that? I've never seen Evita. Yeah, oh my gosh, Juan Peron. He's, he's Peron. Yeah, he's, he's Juan Peron. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a Star Trek. Is he? Is he on Star Trek? Um, the Jonathan Price, or did he do something for that? Whip, and uh, Whippy well, was on. She she definitely was yeah. on Star Trek. Was Jonathan Price in Star Trek? Am I missing something? Was he somewhere in Next Generation? He may have know. been in Next Generation, or maybe one of the movies. But um, I love that there's kind of uh, not a throwaway line, but uh, when we do finally get back to the office, there's just some little exposition of. Um, Mr. Page is now gone, and okay, yeah. Terry got his position. Oh, I didn't. I've yeah, never noticed that part. Yeah, I never noticed it. And they said something about Page being out. And I don't know if he was fired or what, but he's out, and um, or if he quit, or if he mm-hmm. had a nervous breakdown or something. I love that she's yeah, she's like a woman in tech getting advancements. Yeah, exactly. This is good yeah, for her. Women good in for tech her. positions. Not not a big. How this office is set up that it's in this like pit. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. It's, yeah. Um, 
and the desks are like alternating, like kind of like facing away from each other or something. Like, yeah, they're not quite cubicles. It's literally just a desk. And there's one phone. Oh, yeah, that's right. One, there's a whole thing about how you have to get up and walk all the way across the office to use the phone. Their desks don't have phones on them. It's all just like text, text-based text work. Um, it seemed like the worst place to work in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never had a, it. I've never had a job like this at all. That's why they're that's why they're in coals every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, drowning their <laughs> sorrows in uh, mixed drinks and French dip. <laughs> so, when you two were like younger, could you just really relate to that? Whoopi is the type of grown up that doesn't subscribe to the norm yes. of being an yeah, adult, sure. and just sort of us as gay men can totally relate to that because there's there's nothing conventional about just being gay so you can just sort of act right. like a kid when you're in your 30s yeah i mean i think it was just that you know like she's a obviously a cool person like everything yeah. about her like demeanor she's like a cool offbeat character and i was yeah. kind of like oh like she lives in new york and i was just like that's just kind of that's what adult life is going to be like you know i'm going to move to new york have a cool apartment have yeah. some stupid job and get into adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And she Uh seemed happy. She seemed happy with like her lot in Mm -hmm. life. Like even just on the bus on the way to work in the early scenes, she's just like, you know, working it out. She liked everybody that she worked with. Except Mr. Page. Like, so she's like a 30 year old ish. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I think like, yeah, definitely. I mean, and she was at the time, like a cool celebrity she was in she was on mtv it was like at that time like mtv would have had adults and not just teenagers on it you know and so like they're kind of uh she was just an icon yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and but also too like i feel like just because it was whoopee like we said her the style of like clothing she was a little androgynous in like her character yeah you know um so she didn't really subscribe to these like very specific kind of gender roles you know I kind of always like thought like Whoopi was going to be a late life lesbian. She, I, you me know, too. If she, if she came out at, at this age, I'd be like that tracks. You know, yeah. I mean? like it's just kind of like she doesn't want to be conventionally thought of as like a, a traditional beauty. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, kind of uh, a similar way that like Beth Midler was treated in, in yeah, that time right. frame. You know, I mean, like um, she was kind of like wore really out over-the-top fashions and stuff like that is maybe a way of kind of, like, compensating for not being thought of in that traditional leading lady beauty role. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can definitely see parallels there. Um, and, and that's another person, too, that I was like, well, if not Whoopi, like, who could have done this role? And I was like, maybe Bette Midler could have could have seen this. Have good- I, I could have seen this movie as a as one of Bette's touchstone movies of the late 80s. Definitely. With her. Yeah, like... If she wasn't cranking out five other movies in this time frame, then like she would have done this. I would have, I would have liked to have seen uh, Bet's like quirky office lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's where again, I just don't think Shelley Long could do it. Like Shelley Long is best when she's like the prissy, prim, and proper person who is made fun of. And I guess that's probably what the character of Terry would have been. Is that? Maybe she is just a very by the books like accountant or something that just yeah. ends up getting roped into all of this espionage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess it could have worked. I don't know, but yeah. it has to probably, be probably <laughs> with a different script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, you know, Whoopi Whoopi's iconic. The 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 role is uh, perfect. I I love it. I feel like yeah. Just don't 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 read the reviews. Forget what you heard. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not a movie that you really follow along the plot for. And yeah. You care. You're just sort of like okay, like this is basically just a romanticized version of being wrapped up in a in a caper of mm-hmm. the kind of Hitchcock situation of like the every man being yeah thrown into an extraordinary situation very like romancing uh, the stone and i love that shit yes. of just sort oh, of your your person that's a fan of a certain genre and then they find themselves yeah, sort of yeah. thrust yes. into it um this movie was a pretty big hit i mean i think it was a decent it made it's full budget back, and I think that audiences did like it. I looked up yeah. what it opened against on October 10th. It opened against When Peggy Sue Got Married and Deadly Friend. Oh, wow. Deadly Friend? Isn't Deadly Friend the one with, with Christy Swanson yeah, directed by Wes Craven, and you see <laughs> yes. Anne Ramsey's head blow up or something? Yes, like they throw yeah. a basketball, and it like yeah. shatters yeah. Her, her head. Oh, my yes. God. That's a, a TCM Underground classic. <laughs> <laughs> we need to actually watch Deadly Friend. I know. These days. I feel like I haven't seen. Oh man. Well, yeah, those are some good movies to go up against. But yeah, I feel like I always remember this movie being like just kind of well regarded as a funny movie. I do remember it airing on TBS when I was a kid too, yeah, just in sure. the middle of the afternoon. I don't know why I wasn't t- like tuning in because I didn't watch this movie until probably a few years ago. I feel like I watched it a lot as a kid and like we had it on tape. And then when I was in high school, like I had a friend who like, you know, she loved the movie and liked it too. She's like, Oh my God, like it's, it's perfect. And like, we like, kind of loved it. And the, for it's like spy element. Yeah, and then I remember yeah. when the net came out, we went to go see the net. We're like, Oh my God, it's like jumping Jack flash, but with Sandra, Mer- <laughs> Sandra Bullock. The net is just like jumping Jack flash. Yes. I never thought about that. It totally is. <laughs> oh my God, man. I a remember spiritual remake. I remember watching that movie in like 96 or so. And when she's ordering the pizza on her computer from pizza.net <laughs> and just thinking that will never be a thing. At all. You're not going to be able to order your pizza on the internet. There were for years anything that happened that was like, this is like the net. I'm not doing that. Like, this is how Sandra Bullock got in trouble. And I, you know. <laughs> I remember sitting in movie theaters and there would be Fandango commercials <laughs> for buying your tickets online and printing out the ticket on your home printer and just being like, no, sorry. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, now we, go, now we go to the movies and like, look at all those suckers in line. Well, not now, right. but I mean before, in the before times. Uh, if you ask me to like have to print something out at home, I'm never, oh, it's never no. going to happen. Yeah, like, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I remember seeing those commercials for, for buying tickets online and just thinking, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's so much work. I remember the first ticket that I bought online. It was a very special occasion. It was for the opening night of New Moon because I knew it would sell out. Ooh, that's a good good call. So that was my first Twi- purchase Twilight. off yeah. Fandango. Very very <laughs> smart choice. Yeah, but now buying pizza, like ordering pizza, I've not right. called a pizza place in years. Why call? Yeah. If, yeah the no less way. people I have to speak to in life, the better. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can just do everything online. Thanks, thanks, Whoopi and and uh, yeah, and Sandy, <laughs> paving the way for she, online she purchases. Wa- she, she walks a weekend text. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, this movie it, it predicted a lot of people's uh, love of uh, of uh, instant messaging. 
Sure. And, uh, yeah. and instant message love affairs. Filling your apartment with fun crap, like a giant toothbrush. Yeah, I would love to like find out like more about who did the like set decorations for this. Like who her who entertainment center is really cool. Of oh, when yeah, you like yeah. freeze frame on her uh on her yeah. on her setup of where yeah. of where she has her music. Yeah. Yeah, it has the um the cylinder blocks, but they're mm-hmm. kind of like a sixties decorative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. one yeah. I yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. This movie definitely influenced me in in so many ways. I feel like I'm definitely the Terry Doolittle of my work office situation. Then <laughs> <laughs> you are undoubtedly beloved there. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> security, everybody. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely influenced me in t- in tons of ways. So Ben, what have you guys been up to on TCM Slumberground? Have you been doing anything new there? Um. Yeah, we're getting ready to do. Uh, we just did one for Piranha that's coming out soon. Love and, Piranha. Yeah, that's, that was our summer uh, Jaws ripoff special. <laughs> um, uh, and we're about to do one where we pick our favorite actor for um, to coincide with the star of the month. Oh, uh, for fun. Our August. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. I mean, if you're gonna pick a Jaws ripoff, it might as well be fun because Orca is just That's, like oh I yeah, what even, a downer. I can't oh, even sit through. What Orca. crazy movie did Millie program? Pro- oh, Tintoria Killer Shark. Have you ever heard of oh, this yes. Tintoria uh, or whatever? Oh, yeah, we I, tuned uh, into that, and it's a pretty weird one. But there's a lot of very handsome men walking around in speedos in that movie, though. Man, okay, I have to. Uh, it's European. Back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. it's I think I do remember that one. Yeah. I can't remember what's airing with it this time, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just talk about like I think it's kind of of all the Jaws ripoff, it's it's funner than Jaws, and like they really give you a lot of piranha deaths. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about. I was like, I was like, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I've seen enough people die from piranhas. <laughs> We're good. Like, I get the point. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they definitely pay it off. Awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely look for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming Thanks on so this much. show, man. We always love having you on. Oh, my gosh. Fun. Yeah, I love getting to talk about my 80s ladies. So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, until uh, until we see you again, we'll sign off. Thanks so much for coming on the show. See you later. All right, yeah, thank you, guys. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Fun episode. This has been a lot of fun. I love Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, my God. I can watch it anytime. Uh, I feel like it's a movie that more people should watch. Yes. Go Track it down. find it. It's, go it's just so much fun. It. It's a good $3. Come on. It goes on and off Prime, too. Yes, it does. It goes on and off Prime, for sure. But um, uh, I think it is about that time. Oh, are you talking about Patreon shoutouts? Yes, indeed. Yay. Patreon shoutouts. Uh, we would love to say thanks to our wonderful patrons, starting with Amy, Layton, Shelby, Merle, Jacob, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma Melly, Aaron, Bent, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, John, Nick and Shannon, Christine and Rafino, thank you for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend. If you would like to be our friend and a patron, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out some fun stuff in our different tiers like 
our watch with us commentaries. We just posted Return of the Living Dead. Yes, we did. Return of the Living Dead, one that of the crazy most movie. fun zombie movies out there. Uh, it's a commentary track. Watch with us. You can sync it up to the movie and listen to us uh, offer our mm-hmm. stunning, cute thoughts on the movie. They really just fun. added a lot of new movies on Netflix, too. So yes, we're going to have to look through there so for any new some... ones. Some new commentary tracks with some new Netflix movies, so it'll be easy for you to uh, to check out. So head over to Patreon for that. We also have a new review. Yay, new review. Yay. I feel seen. This podcast has me screaming. I feel seen constantly. Great work. Keep the episodes and my laughter coming from a little gay boy in Belfast. Belfast, how do you like that? All the way from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Across the pond. Thank you so much, G Belfast. He is actually one of our Instagram followers. Uh, let's see, Christopher D Glover. Thank you so much. Thanks so Chris. much. We love it. Leave the good reviews flowing. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a good review if you'd like. Uh, if you don't like us, then don't do it. But also, when you're there, give us five stars. Smash those buttons to the right. Yes, indeed. Smash those stars Please to the right. do. Smash the five stars. It's easy and it's free. Uh, we would love for you to rate, share, and review the show. Give us five stars. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay. And Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram, Oscar Scott on Twitter, and just Scott Youngbauer on Letterboxd. Thanks so much for listening one more time, everybody. Until we meet again. Bye. Bye.